To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everybody. This is Brian Charlson along with Judy Wilkinson, Wilkinson. <laughs> here with Library Users of America. Judy, what's on for tonight? Well, we have... NLS Director Karen Kenninger with us. I want you to know there's one N in Karen and one in Kenninger, despite what I put in the email that I sent out to everybody. Karen, thank you for joining us. It is always my pleasure to join you to talk talk about the things that we love. So thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Well, we have um, 11 questions were submitted to me to send on to Karen, although some of them were more essays than and questions, and it was maybe a little difficult to tease out the question, but we have those, and I've sent a couple of other thoughts to Karen, and Karen, you can decide whether you want to start answering those questions or just make an opening statement, but we'll let you talk for a while, and then uh, we will uh, open it up for questions, but let me just say that temporarily, we have to have everybody on their honor to be muted uh, or quiet. And uh, because we have experienced some technical difficulties, but we will proceed and hopefully this will all work out. And thank you to everybody who's listening on ACB radio as well. So we'd ask all those who are here with us with Zoom to do an Alt-A to make sure that you have muted yourselves. Menu bar, audio now unmuted, leaving menu bar, Zoom meeting. Like that. Like that. (laughs) Somebody said my name. So it was Terry. Karen, we turn it over to you. I was actually just doing what I was going to suggest. And that is for muting for everyone. It's alt a on your iPhone or uh, smart device in the lower left on the screen is um, um, the more menu and you'll find mute on there. On a landline, it is star six, and on the Mac, it's option Y. Those are the ones for muting. When it comes time for questions, I will remind you how to raise your hands. In the meanwhile, if someone who's on here, like I'm thinking Ralph in particular, can record this because of our technical difficulty, we can't get to our recording option. It's being well, thank streamed. Thank you, Carrie, for that well. information because it is always helpful to be reminded of how to mute and unmute ourselves on these calls. We've had a lot of experience with them over the last years, but it's still sometimes we forget. So, hi, I'm Karen Kenninger. I am still, for the next couple of months, the director of the National Library Service. And it is, as I said earlier, a real pleasure to be with you tonight to talk with you about some of the things that you are curious about with regard to NLS, and that's to give you a, a little bit of insight into some of our of what's going on. So what I think I will do is go through some, um, I did get 11 or so questions, and I hope I will cover them all, but I'm going to consolidate some of them because there were several that, that had uh, similar themes, and we'll just see if we can't go through these topics, and then we will, if I didn't get your question answered after at the end of this, then do for sure raise your hand and we'll try it again. Um, I wanna start with one of my very favorite topics with NLS and that's the Braille e-reader. We've been talking about the Braille e-reader for a long time and I wanted to give you a quick update on what's happening with it. The Braille e-reader, we have two versions of the Braille e-reader. They each have their their, um, own characters and their own, that is to say like personalities and their own um, own, own situations. The humanware version of the e-reader is out in the field in, in uh, pilot testing at this point, and it is getting good reviews. Um, the Zoomax version of the e-reader is not yet in the field. It had it um, had some issues with with shipping and whatnot from China and some other things, and so it's not been deployed yet. We've got about seven, I think, libraries who have 
deployed some of the, the humanware devices and things are going well. So um, I'm really, really excited to have this at that level before I um, retire, which is the next topic that Judy asked me to talk about very briefly. Um, I'm going to be retiring at the end of March after nine years of the best job in the world. And I have already moved back to Iowa. So um, the library will be speech seeking my my replacement. They are um, about ready to post to the job. They're also working with a, um, a search firm to um, help find good candidates. So if uh, you know anybody who might be interested in this position or who you think might be good for this position, um, it's going to be open and it, it will be good to have um, a good slate of candidates. So watch for that on the um, um, USA Jobs and on um, the um, uh, library website actually has all the jobs posted that they're open that they're opening for so you could watch for it on there too um, it hasn't been posted just yet so we I can't give you a link but but it will be posted soon as to the qualifications for the position um, it, it's top level management it's a senior level position at the Library of Congress um, and the job description is pretty thorough as to what what they're looking for but it's pretty much the same job that I have is it's what I've been doing. So leadership, um, you know, going, looking into the future and trying to figure out where we're going to be. Um, let's see, uh, just a quick note. I know there has been a lot of interest in Reader's Digest and just a quick note to say that I think the um, February version of Reader's Digest will be the first one that we're doing in Braille. We're picking that up after um, APH has, has ceased their publication. So that's going to be coming out this spring, I believe, which is a good thing. Uh, a number of your questions had to do with BARD. So I'm going to just talk about BARD in general and try to answer your questions as we go. Um, BARD has very recently undergone a facelift. That is to say it's been lifted from the data center to the cloud. What that means for us as users is mostly that the download time should be a lot faster. So that will make us all happy, I'm sure. Um, but it has, there have been a few hiccups which are getting worked out. Um, uh, some people have had a difficulty with, with some aspects of it. Whenever you do a big technical move, you run into issues. So um, someone was, asking what, when we're going to go back to having, you know, large numbers of books on in the reasonably added list every day. And um, what I will say about that, I guess, is just that, you know, during the time that we were doing the cassette conversions, we had loads and loads of stuff that was dumped in there or placed in there um, <laughs> every day as those cassette versions were, were concluded. That project is finished. All the cassettes that we're going to be able to convert are, are converted. The, the ones that aren't are the ones that the tapes were bad. Um, in a few cases, they were way out of date. So um, we are posting things on a regular basis. We did have some slim days. I agree with that. When our contractors were closed this spring, uh, I mean, last this past year, and um, also when we ran into some, some technical issues, things were slow for a while. But they, they picked up and we're, we're moving right along. Which brings me to some of the content that we're putting up. You have noticed that we're getting a lot of music things posted to BARD. And if you're a, a um, iPhone or Android user, you're seeing those things come through in your recently added feed. If you do it on the computer, they're sorted out. But um, we are looking at the next um, one of the next changes to BARD will allow BARD mobile, I think particularly will allow you to go into a, a customization screen and choose the subjects that you want to see in the recently added books. And then you will, will not have to see anything you don't want to see. I know we've had some people say they don't want the music, but they, we have people say they don't want children's books or they don't want magazines or whatever. So that will include the music and the foreign language. The foreign language is a somewhat special issue because um, we haven't really had that much foreign language until recently we've started adding them and you probably saw a whole bunch of French books come through and you wondered when they were ever going to end. Um, and we are just getting into the Marrakesh um, 
the Marrakesh processes and we're trying to work out all the details for those processes. And um, adding Marrakesh books to BARD is, is a great thing, figuring out how to manage that so that, um, so that we don't, you know, overload you with French when you're not a French reader or, or whatever is something that we are still working on. Um, so that, that I, I realize it's kind of annoying sometimes, but we really are working toward a better solution for that as we improve BARD and as we get everything worked out in that regard. Um, there was a suggestion that those books um, by authors of foreign languages be labeled and sorted and categorized in a better way. Um, and that was an excellent suggestion, which I will pass on to the people who are working on BART Mobile particularly, so that, that that can be something to be considered. So thank you for that excellent suggestion. Um, let's see, BARD account usage. I'm retiring, so I'm going to say this very bluntly. We hate this, but the library has a very serious and very real concern about security. Um, if you've been following the news, you've seen all these hacks that are getting into all these federal agencies and all of that. The library hasn't been hit, but we certainly do not want to be an entry point for any kind of hack for the library. One of the security things that they are enforcing is this six-month um, requirement that if you don't use your account for six months, then it has to go dormant. And in order to reactivate it, you have to contact the library to, to get it put back online. Um, we know this is going to be a headache. We know that this is not going to be fun. We also know that it's a requirement that we can't get around. We tried. So what we are doing, and we encourage you to pay close attention to this, is if you are not a person who goes into bar daily or, you know, real regularly, um, and you're coming – Coming up on your six months time period, what will ha happen, what we'll do is send you an email about two weeks ahead of time to say, hey, this is going to happen and please log into BART or it's going to be suspended. It's worded better than that. Um, and then we're going to send you another email a couple of days before the suspension starts. So if you um, you can ignore it if you took care of the first one. All you, you don't have to even download anything in order to make this stop. You just have to go open BARD, log in, and then, then that will kind of reset the six months. So you don't have to do very much, but you do have to do that much or else it's going to be suspended. So, um, again, I apologize for that, but it is a security issue and that there's nothing else we can do about it. And speaking of security, here's another one. Um, there was a question about when will we be able to manage our own devices on BARD? And the answer is that is another security issue which um, we have to keep in place. So the chances are that you're going to have to be contacting your library um, for, the, for the foreseeable future in order to manage your devices. Um, again, it's a security issue. There are a lot of security issues that we're dealing with at the library. and um, we're doing the best to keep them as, as minimal as possible, but those are two that we couldn't do anything about. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know what that message meant, so I will go to Marrakesh. Um, Marrakesh, the Marrakesh Treaty, is a treaty that, as you probably know, but it allows... Um, us to exchange accessible books back and forth across borders. Up until now, we were not allowed to take any of our copyrighted content and send it to anybody else, um, it, like in England or Australia or India or whatever. Um, but the Marrakesh Treaty allows us to do that. And as a result of that, we are beginning to figure out how to add this whole new service to the NLS program and also how to cooperate with libraries and other organizations around the world in order to share our own content. We have probably the, the largest uh, and highest quality um, English language collection in the world, and there's a lot of 
interest in that in that. So what we're doing in order to get material for our, for you, our patrons, um, we're taking basically two approaches. One is to work with an organization called the Accessible Books Consortium, which is sponsored by the World Intellectual Property Organization. And basically what they've done is set up a, a um, database that is collecting the books from all the, all the, the languages, you know, the libraries that are part of the, that have membership in this ABC, this Accessible Books Consortium. NLS has been part of this. It started out as a pilot in 2013, and we've, we've been a part of it right along. So we have shared some of our material with them already, and we are anticipating sharing our entire catalog with them so that people who are um, in other countries, Spain or England or wherever would be able to go to ABC and find an NLS book that they want to then download it. There's a lot of technical um, and logistical issues that surround that particular approach and they're being worked out. Nothing happens quickly. Uh, and that certainly is one thing that, that's taking some time to, to work out, but that is one of the approaches that we're taking. The other approach that we're taking is to work directly with some of our partners overseas to to um, either to set up partnerships in order to exchange materials directly. So our first effort in that regard is Canada. Um, we have actually swapped our whole collection for theirs. So what's going to happen is that fairly soon we will be adding the Canadian collection to our own collection. So you will see these Canadian books coming in um, these are all English books, so you know you'll be, they'll be of interest. And then there's some are French. That's right. But um, you will see those books coming coming in very soon. We have to deal with um, formats, and that's one of the big challenges of all this exchange is that we use a different format than they do, and so they have to convert our stuff to their format, and we have to convert their stuff to ours. So it takes some time, but. Those are the two approaches that we are taking. Um, someone mentioned RNIB, and um, that's the English-British uh, uh, organization. And we have not yet set up a partnership with them. I think they might still be tangled up in Brexit or something. Um, but we are certainly working on that. We're looking also at um, ONCE in Spain in order to get a, uh, a working relationship with them. We set up a, a, an exchange with a little organization in Chile for Braille Music. So this is beginning to happen, and uh, we're working out the details of it. And the net result is that we will be able to find for you, our patrons, more and more material that's been produced by either our English-speaking partners around the world or um, other in other languages that you might be wanting to read or study or might have as your native language in some cases. So Marrakesh is, is going to be actually very, uh, very beneficial to us as well as being allowing us to share our, our collection around the world. Um, so I can answer more questions about Marrakesh when the time comes, if anybody has additional questions, except to say this, if you have a specific title or a specific language that you would like um, to be investigated and see if you can if you can get it, talk to your network library. They're not all set up yet, but they can certainly contact NLS and we can see whether we can get it for you. So it, that is an option now. There was a question about how the the commercial titles that we are adding to our collection are very largely aimed at younger folks. They're the most popular books that people would buy to listen to in the car or whatever. So they're maybe lighter reading. They're not, there's less nonfiction that we're able to get in that regard. There's lots of very popular fiction and people are loving it. But there are those of us who want something different or want more um, in-depth material or um, specific topics. And um, I guess what I want to say about that is that we are using the commercial books to deal with all the popular stuff that we can get from them and using our resources and our contractors to do some of the things that aren't going to be put into commercial books. 
And some of the things that were, were mentioned had to do with like retirement and coping with chronic pain and some of the other types of topics that some of our older folks um, deal with regularly. So um, I would encourage you, if you have a specific title or a specific area of interest, and this goes for any book really, um, that you contact your network library and ask them to forward your request to NLS. Um, and if you, you know, you want to explain why you need this particular topic or what you particularly want in it, um, we'd be very happy to look at that. We know that some things are, are kind of limited in terms of what's being published in certain topics, and some, some of the topics um, tend to be, people don't publish that much of them, and what they do publish goes out of, out of um, it becomes obsolete way too quickly. So that is another challenge that our, our uh, folks are dealing with as well. But we're going to do the, try to do the best that we can with regard to specific um, interests. And I, again, I strongly urge you to um, contact your network library and ask them to forward your requests on to NLS, and they'll be very happy to do that. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. Um, oh, yes, that's what I was just talking about. Just looking at my notes. Um, a question came about its particular title, which, again, we're happy to hear about. This one is one that was asked me last summer, and I am kind of chagrined just to say that we haven't fixed it yet. This tender land um, was missing its epilogue. This is a result of using commercial um, of commercial titles, and sometimes there are little snafus in the title transfers and the file transfers, and this was one of them. Um, the epilogue file apparently was left off. We do have it now, and it will be um, put, it will be fixed now that it's brought back um, up to our attention. Unfortunately, it was supposed to have been fixed, but it slipped into the cracks, but it will be, it will be fixed um, soon. There have been some other ones that popped up as, um, um, abridged titles that we didn't realize were abridged initially and put up and then said, oh gosh, we don't do abridged books. So we're trying to get replacements for those books as well and get, get the full text up. Let's see, here's a question. Will there be a digital talking book machine with Wi-Fi connectivity for direct download? And the answer is, yeah, um, but not soon. We're working on developing just such a device. It'll be, it'll be a um, kind of an interim device as we move more and more into a digital realm. It will be a talking book machine with, the, you know, the same, not the same configuration as we have, but but the big buttons. It'll be a desktop unit, et cetera. But it will have, uh, it will have connectivity to BARD. So you'll be able to download books directly into it. You can do that now with the Braille e-reader, which is really very cool. Um, and I know it's, this is going to be a very popular thing once once it becomes available to people. But it's going to be a little while. Um, let me see. I'm trying to wade through this. Are linking to other catalogs? This is a Marrakesh question. Um, and I don't anticipate... Barred linking to other catalogs, at least not initially. There, as I said earlier, there's a lot of things to be worked out with regard to the logistics and the technologies to make Marrakesh um, happen. And this is a very interesting idea, but I don't think it's going to happen very soon in, in the United States. So um, we'll, we'll pass it along, though. Let's see. Um, we answered that question. A couple, I've seen a couple of books, a couple of instances where there have been two versions, this question says, of a book. One recorded commercially and one of them recorded either by NLS or by a network library. Um, normally, we would not want to do that. So um, if you are aware of that, it might be interesting to send that information along and we can, we can see what's going on. If it's, a, if it's one of the network libraries, um, or whether it's something that we've done, I'm, I don't know. But normally we would we would not do two of them simultaneously. Now, often we will have a reissue of a book that is um, an older book or, or one that for some reason has been withdrawn. 
and then then you might have seen two two um, two versions of the title, but often they will have different kind of information, different forewords, or in some cases we've re reissued a book that was maybe narrated and done on a cassette, but the tapes were bad, but the book was worthy of keeping, something like that. So, um, so that, let's see. How do I get my book on Bards as an author? And the answer is to take, is primarily to, um, well, to, we, whenever you want something done by our program, the best way to do it is to go through your network library and ask them to forward the information. Um, you can also contact us directly, but the best option really is to go through your network library and ask them to forward the, the information to us so that we can, we can follow up on it. Um, another question is, how do I get in touch with a, a narrator? And this particular narrator is Kristen Allison, one of one very popular one. I think she's done over 1,500 books one way or another. Um, she works for one of our contractors, uh, which is called, uh, what are they called? Books to Life. Books to Life. This I saw on her. Um, we don't work directly with her. She works for them, and we work, we work with the management there. So. Um, I would suggest they have a Facebook page that might be an avenue to get a message to her. Um, so let's see. Okay, we talked about how we were going to try to sort out the, all the books on Bard, but we haven't got there yet. Um, trying to see what other questions I had here. Let's Pretty much. Oh, one, I think, very interesting thing. There was a question about why don't we encourage blind people to uh, into librarianship. And um, this brings up the question, or the very happy circumstance that we are offering internships to blind um, individuals beginning this summer um, who are interested in librarianship. And um, the internships, I think, are going to be 10 weeks long. They're paid internships. We have a specific... Um, Fund that we're able to, to fund them with. And if you know anybody who's interested in that, check out our website. There's a, a, an application um, that the person would fill out and, and it's open right now. So if you know anybody who would like to um, apply for an internship like that, this, this is a great time to do that. Um, we do encourage more, pe more people. We would love to spend more, you know, encourage more blind people to get into librarianship. And uh, Karen, are those there internships was, in, in the D.C. area? Where, where they are. are. They, well, in, you know, we're doing everything remotely, so they may not be. Because ah, okay. we, we're still working from home. And um, the interns that we've had and the, like, the other special programs have all been done remotely. So, okay. so I'm thinking that this summer they probably are they're going to be set up to be remote. So it, you wouldn't have to be in Washington, which is a good thing. Um, so there, um, there was also a question about grade three Braille, or at least a, a little opining about grade three Braille. And obviously we, I think everybody knows we're probably not going to be doing any grade three Braille, but I do love grade three Braille and I use it when I use my site. So, um, let's see. I think that's about all of the questions that I had forwarded to me. If I well, Karen, let I me step in life. here. I'm um, I'm now on the phone. I got kicked off the call, and oh. had and worked and worked and could not get back in. So now I'm on the phone too. But as I used to say in Radio Land, I'm going to do some shameless huckstering and have a word from our sponsor before we take questions for Karen. And that is to remind those of you who may not be members of Lua. Library Users of America, that it would be a great thing for you to consider doing. Um, many of you will be getting a letter uh, or have already received it. Uh, Carla mailed them out last week uh, with an envelope. Should you want to do something as amazingly old-fashioned as write a check, the dues are $12 to Lua. And um, 
If you, however, want to actually do it via PayPal, you may do that by contacting, by writing, by logging on to lua.payments, that's payments with an S, at gmail.com. So it's easy to get in to pay us with a PayPal account, lua.payments, P-A-Y-M-E-N-T-S, at gmail.com. But should you want to do it the old-fashioned way via phone. Uh, our membership chair, Carla Rushaval, is always ready to take your call and your money. And you can reach her at 502-897-1472. That's 502-897-1472. And if you live, however, in California, Texas, or Kentucky, you should call her and get the names of the treasurers in those states because we have affiliates there and they have their own due structure. And we hope that while you, of course, if you live in those states, you can join the national organization without joining your local Lua affiliate. We hope you will join your local affiliate. So call her if you are in one of those states. Thank you so much. And we appreciate anyone who'd uh, like to join us. And now we will open it to questions and who's somebody say something judy this yes, is terry. terry this is terry again i um, i noticed that there are a couple of hands up already but for anyone who doesn't know how to raise your hand on the pc it is alt y on a smartphone it's the raise hand button is in the middle of your screen or lower right, depending on your uh, phone. And on a landline, it is star nine. And on a Mac, it's uh, command shift nine. So if people want to just raise your hands, I will uh, recognize, let Judy know who's up. Great. And you can unmute yourself at that time, if you would, please. So the first hand that we have up now is Mr. Ray Campbell. Ray, you can unmute. I, yes, and Judy, I have rejoined Lua. Karen and I both have. So oh, thank you so much. And, uh, Wonderful. You're, no problem. Uh, Karen, congratulations on your upcoming retirement, and just like to wish you all the best of luck. Um, I have a question oh, you. for you. Um, so you mentioned the six-month uh, issue with BARD accounts. If you go on and, like, you don't log on to BARD, but say you search for books with a stream, will that count uh, and keep you from losing, having your account go dormant, or do you have to actually log on through the uh, website? You know, that is an excellent question, and I really don't know for sure. When you log, when you use the stream, you are logged in and you're active. So I would presume, but I, I don't have, I'm, I'm not absolutely sure. All right. I will write this question down and find out. The answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you, Judy. I was just going to say, maybe Judy yeah. uh, and then. Because when you it, you're at, you're on the right track when you use a stream you're logged on so and and that's all right. that matters. Kind of what I thought, Judy, but and Karen, but thank you for thank you for answering my question. Um, um, uh, have a good rest of the evening. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you, Judy. <laughs> Abby Taylor, you may unmute and ask your question. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for answering my question about how to get in touch with Chris and Allison. I have one more that just came up while you were talking. You said that the February edition of Reader's Digest would be available in Braille. Does this mean it will no longer be available in recorded format? No, it does not mean that at all. We're still okay. recording it. Okay, that's good. Thank you. I appreciate you clearing that up. Sure. Thank you. Um, Judy's, <clears throat> excuse me, Judy's handling, SE. Hi, Karen. Um, just wanted to say, first of all, good luck um, on your retirement. And, who's, who's, and, who's speaking, please? My name is Judy Matthews. Okay, thank you. Can you hear me? Oh, sure, no problem. Um, yeah, just wanted to yeah. say thank, thank you for all you've done for NLS um, in the last nine years. Um, I had two questions. One of them was um, related to... Um, <laughs> 
the echo uh, I'm sorry the uh, Alexa skill for Bard I heard that that was a possibility and wondering kind of where that was and also um, wondering if there had been consideration for allowing Siri shortcuts with Bard. Um, I'm Judy, you want to answer that? Sure. I'll take the Siri shortcut one first. Um, in recent weeks, months, years, we've had, you know, fairly large fish to fry. So we haven't really ever talked about Siri shortcuts, but I'd be really interested in hearing what ones you would find useful. But, but the short answer for that is uh, no, but <laughs> we certainly could. And, and it would be interesting to know what, what you might like. Um, do you want me to do the Alexa skill one as well? Well, I, sure. I, There's I a short answer for that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are, we are beginning to work on it. Um, it's in the very, very, very beginning stages. So um, don't don't hold your breath, but uh, we will be doing some pilot testing of it, I would think in the next few months. Awesome, thank you so much. And um, I guess, um, would I email you or something about what would be some useful um, Siri shortcuts? I'd have to think about it. You, you could email me about that, which is Judy Dixon, J Dix, J D I X at loc.gov. Okay, I will, thank you. Our next person is just coming up as iPhone. Someone? Yes. It's probably yes. me. It is. Okay, this is Kim Carmichael. Um, Hello. The question, hi. The question that I have is, well, first of all, the um, I love in the BART app where you can swipe up and see all the books in a series. What would really, really, really be a nice to have is when the title shows up, if it would say book one or book two, that would sure be a good indication that it might be a series, you know, that it's a series. And because uh, otherwise you have to go and check and it would just be a nice to have if that's possible. We collect nice to have. So <laughs> thank you. Our next, our next question comes from area code 918, ending in 292. You can unmute. There you are. Hi, Karen. Uh, this is Allison from Oklahoma. And I had a question. It seems to me I remember before that you can um, put, if you're looking for a particular author, you can put the a quote and then the last name, comma, and the first name, Unquote. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, because I did that on my mobile device, and it said they it didn't find anything. But when I went on my uh, stream, I can't remember whether I put that or I put uh, the title, but it found it. Well, yeah, I'm not sure about the mobile device issue. I know you can do that on Bard. Um, on the PC, but honestly, I'm, I'm not sure about the mobile device. Judy, do you know? Yeah, I'm not sure either. No. Try, well, try, I, try I first found name, other books. last name. Try, try not doing the last name first. Try try doing the first name first. Okay, but, but what I'm saying is I found other books doing it that way. And can yeah, I jump in I with just the wondered. quotes and stuff? Yeah. Can I jump in yeah. here for a minute? I use that all the time, but I don't put the quotation marks. I just put in like Smith comma John, and it'll come up oh. that way. Okay. Okay. At oh. least it does on my iPhone. Yeah, I never knew. I never use quotes. Well, um, I thought that's what what Karen had said. Um, if you didn't want to, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's on Bard on the PC. That's what you need to do. Um, but it's. The, the, the um, Bard Mobile works a little differently, so but I'm glad to know you can do it the way. Well, the, this isn't Bard Mobile. I'm doing it on a Braille device. Are you doing it on an e-reader? Oh, I'm no. I'm doing it on my my Braille device. But connected to what? I, well, it's connected to the internet. I mean, it's, I, like, it's a, a, like like a Braille note. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is a this is a Polaris, but yes. 
Okay, oh, so sure, it's using sure, it's sure. it's using its own um, web browser, but for all practical purposes, you're you're using the web interface. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. Our next one is caller is Jamaica. If you can, there you are, Jamaica. Hello. Hello. Um, I, I wanted to ask a question about the um the the audio books that are that are like the that are like dbc's coming into on there um uh -huh. i've i've been having a little trouble accessing uh accessing accessing some of those and so um i wanted to ask if there was a way to if there was a, a way that it that it would work because um, i'm doing it through the computer and i'm doing it on on um on discs that i'm using to actually get to get these downloaded so um so you're, you're using the regular barred interface yes and you're having some difficulty doing what i'm sorry D down downloading um books that are dbc books for some reason um the because they're coming up as audio books um but I'm I'm trying my I'm trying my my best to do it. Um, oh, they should work but, just the same as a regular DB. I don't know why okay. why it shouldn't be any different. They DBC basically these books are books that have been narrated by our network libraries and added to Bard. Okay. That's why they're they're labeled that way, and then it'll say which library has done it um, on the list. Okay. Well, but, but they should act exactly the same as a as a regular DB. Okay. Thank you very much. Sure. Thank you, Jamaica. Our next caller is Mary Hopp. Hello. Hello. Thank you, Judy, Hello. for coming to speak with us this evening. Um, I had received last week. I'd gotten my November December. Braille book review, and um, I was just noticing, I was flipping through the little order form, and I noticed that there were only six Braille books for children, but in the children's audio books, there were 60 in there, and I just don't think that this is enough um, of a variety to keep Braille children reading. Braille is well, such a, you know, so important for their literacy and everything. I completely agree with you. Um, we have have had some difficulties with Braille uh, production and have not been able to keep up with as much Braille production as we have wanted. Um, and I completely agree with you that we need to do more. Is it because of COVID? I, because of a combination of things, we lost okay. one of our contractors. Um, another one turned out to be a not very reliable and, um, we got the other ones loaded up as far as they can take. So okay. there's just a, a, well, not just, very many just, options for production, unfortunately. So, yeah, I know. I yeah. know. I just, well, just wanted to, yeah. wanted to ask. I, I appreciate that. One of the things that I'm hopeful of is that once once we get the Braille e-readers more, you know, out there and we get get them rolling, that we'll be able to do more material that can be rendered on that um, for children as well as adults. And the production will be perhaps easier to get done because we won't have right. to do the hard as well, hard copy work. So um, I think that's going to be one of the benefits, and the kids will take to the e-readers very quickly. I imagine. Yeah, I would think so too. Um, but I just um I okay, let's, I'm uh, looking forward to the e-reader. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um sure. I just want to let people know that we have at least eleven more hands up and about thirteen minutes to get them in. So um All right, we'll try our next person up is Brian Charlson. I know I should have the answers just upstairs, shouldn't I? But I don't always. So did I understand things correctly that as you're bringing uh, titles in from abroad. You're trying to do it on a source by source basis, i.e., Canada now, maybe on, say, Spanish soon. Uh, 
that kind of an approach? And if so, how about our other English-speaking entities like Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, et cetera? Where, did, where are they in the queue? We have um, just started this process, and I'm not quite sure um, where they're going to end up to be. They have put their collections up on ABC, and we may just um, pick them from there, or or we may do it a bulk exchange, but I, we haven't really decided. We're still trying to work out the first bulk exchanges, but I'm not sure. Terry, we're not restricted, um, so far as I'm concerned, to, with any time. Oh, okay. I knew you were streaming. Done. That's Okay, I just... Well, that may have to end, but we don't have to. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, Next call is uh, area code 502, ending in 472. You can unmute. There you are. This is Adam Rushville in Louisville. And uh, Karen, uh, I know that the NLS produced the book that all may read, which was a history kind of of the program and with NLS coming up on a, what, a 90th anniversary in a couple of years or 100th and 12, um, is there any consideration of updating that history? We have talked about about doing it and uh, doing that. We have not formalized that decision yet, but we have we have talked about it. Our next call is area code five. Whoops, somebody just moved. Area code five one zero. I know was the next. Oh, there it is. Area code five one zero, ending in four four two. You may unmute. There you are. Hank Welty from California. Hello. Hi. Circling back to your comments earlier about difficulties with your contractor, I happen to be working for an organization that aspires someday to be a contractor for NLS. We've actually put in some some bids on, on contract requests that we've been turned down. And so my question is, are is there technical assistance available for organizations that aspire to get up to speed to become contractors, but maybe they're finding it a bit daunting. Uh, not what I'm not asking for financial assistance, just technical assistance. I, I understand your question. And I think if you were to um, contact me by email, I would be happy to, to um, see what we, what options there might be. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, the next one will be Alan Lemley. Karen, thanks for all your hard work the past nine years. I hope you enjoy your retirement. And Judy, the series shortcut that I would really like to see, I, I walk around a lot with my phone stuck in my pocket and using my AirPods, uh, you know, to connect, uh, you know, the, the AirPods. And it'd be nice to be able to say, hey, Siri, rewind uh, and and. It, it either give you the option of how far to rewind or use the default setting or something. So that that, that would be my wish list on the uh, series shortcuts. So thanks. Thank you. Abraham, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. You may unmute. Abraham Kali. Yeah, I, I was just unmuting. Uh, Hey, Karen, congratulations on your retirement. I had two quick questions. Um, one is that I saw a email um, a couple weeks ago on one of the lists, and I see that you guys are working on a Alexa skill for um, book sale. How far on is that? And also, I noticed um, by mobile, um, if you add a book to the wish list on the app, uh, it does not so up on the book to screen with this. So I guess they're not syncing across devices is what I'm seeing. Um, first, first thing is that Bookshare, which is not NLS, it's a different organization, is working on an Alexa skill. I don't know how far along they are. Um, NLS is working on an Alexa skill as well. So um, hopefully we will get, get ours done as well. Um, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't quite sure on your last 
other part of your question, except that uh, you're, if what you're asking me is that they that we are thinking across devices, that is true. We are not. That, that's one of the things we plan to do in the future. Yeah, as soon as we can. It seems like I add a book to my list on the Victor Stream, and in the past, I've seen that same book itself on the watch list on the by mobile app. Yeah, she just said they don't go across devices. Oh, okay. Oh, but oh, you're what you're saying is that you if you take one from your Victor Stream, you download it. It doesn't come yeah. off your wish list. Uh, yeah, it, I, I was just thinking maybe they don't they don't uh, like connect devices or something. Yeah, your your wish it should come off your wish list. The wish list it should come does, off the wish list. What doesn't okay. sync across your devices is your reading position. Okay. And if you've started to read a book on one device, it, the other devices don't know about it. Uh, is that coming in maybe in the future? Yes. That would be really helpful. Okay. The answer um, was yes. That was great. Okay. I just got word that we can continue to stream beyond uh, the one hour. So um, Karen, I didn't ask you if that's all right with you. I just presume we can go absolutely. on. <laughs> sure. Okay, so, let's uh, continue. Okay, our next question is coming from Deborah Kendrick. You can unmute now. Thank you, and and uh, congratulations, Karen. I can't imagine retirement. It sounds like some foreign fantasy land, but um, I'm very happy <laughs> for you. And, uh, and, and I, I just wanted to point out what an important historic position you have held and how wonderful it is that the Library of Congress has a woman director and we have a blind woman director and how lovely that has been. And, and thinking about that and you at this transitional threshold place in your life, what gives Karen the most joy from the last nine years and the next 40,000? <laughs> you know, what gives me the most joy um, is being able to work on to, to have a meaningful contribution to NLS and therefore to all of, all of you guys out there, to all of us guys out there. That really has given me a great deal of joy. It is, that is why I left my cushy job in Iowa and moved out to the East Coast for nine years to, um, to, because I felt like I could do some interesting things that would be really beneficial to the people that are part of that program like me. So I guess that's, that's kind of a mushy answer, but that's the answer. Can I give my perspective on that? <laughs> I think what Karen, sure. I think what Karen has really brought us and, you know, looking at this from the inside, I can tell you, I don't think it would have happened without her. And that's the e-reader. And yeah. Uh, exactly. yeah. Karen's yeah. dedication to Braille is is going to be her legacy as an NLS director. And and what about looking forward? What what are you excited about doing just for you? I am excited about having time to travel and to write and to spend with my grandkids. Those are the three things that I want to do. How many grandchildren do you have, Karen? 14. Wow. My goodness. Oh, awesome. Are they all near you? Awesome. Um, several of them, a bunch of them are in um, central Iowa and in the Midwest. Yeah, all, a couple in California, but other than that, they're in the Midwest. Okay. So, and I've been gone, well, you know, with it, I've, been, I've missed quite a bit from being gone, so I'm really looking forward to being closer. If I can get over, we can get past this COVID thing so they'd come and see me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. And our next hand is iPhone Ralph. And you're That'll be Ralph Smith, a man. Hi, Ralph. Can you hear me? How are you? We can oh, hear you, Ralph. Uh, all right, uh, Karen, I wanted to say thank you 
for your dedicated service for NLS and for this e-reader project. I love the e-reader. Uh, the question is, when a local library records or begins to record a series, just for example, let's say the uh, Blanco County Mystery Series written by Ben Rader out of Texas. So the mm -hmm. NLS has like eight of the books and there's like 13 in the series, but the NLS doesn't direct Texas to, you need to narrow those other five, right? No, we let Texas figure that out for themselves. Okay. And my other question <laughs> is, uh, what do you know what the first book that NLS uh, recorded was? I don't. Do you do know, you Ralph? Do? Is this a trick I, question? I do not. I do not. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I was asking. It's in that all may read. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. I, I don't remember Thank either. You. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Great job, by the way. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you, Al. Tara, how many more hands do we have at this point? We we have we, one, two, three, four. Well, let's at least take those four. Uh, Paul, you're next. If you would unmute. Hello. There you are. Oh, uh, calling from beautiful Arlington, Virginia. I just have a question it may not be resolvable tonight but uh, someone asked earlier about the books with a number of dbc in them mm -hmm. uh -huh. and uh, what i have found quite by accident but but quite consistently is if i were to download one of those books uh, it plays perfectly fine on the machine provided by the nls service but mm -hmm. when i use uh, in my case, I use a book sense sometimes, and I've never had a problem with any books or anything from NLS on book sense until I, uh, I downloaded a book with a DBC in it. And uh, I, I don't know why, but I, but I get the message you're not authorized. Um, and, and, and it has only happened for, for the books with that title. I mean, with that, that ID number. Has that been consistent with DVCs or with just some of them? Well, I've probably only done it for three or four. If I just had, it just happened again the other night, and um, but but I I think it's been you know I, I, let's put it this way: every time I have happened to choose a book that is DBC, it has not worked on the. Um, on the book sense. The reason for that most likely is that we have different keys. We have network keys and, and the NLS key and they're they're different. So the device needs authorization to play those uh -huh. locally produced books. So I would suggest you take this up with hymns. Okay. Well I mean it, it, it's not um, in, in my case I, I just wanted to bring it up because the, the other person who asked about it tonight I, I think was having some issues. I obviously I can it's an easy workaround for me. I can use the machine that is provided. But by but Judy does raise the point that a person is having, if they're having that trouble, check to see whether your machine is has an authorization key from an NLS. Oh, it, it definitely does. Because everything well, else I yeah, it would have use. the NLS authorization no, no. key. Judy, this is Deborah. Easy and for the I user have the talk. answer to that yeah. question. Good. Go ahead, Deborah. Okay. Um, uh, in, in my secret life, I, I provide tech support for NLS download. So we have seen this question. And the problem is that the network library who uploaded that book is missing one file. So what you need to do is either write to us at NLS download at loc.gov and we'll forward it or um, write to quality assurance and they will forward it. They will get back Actually, that's wrong, not quality assurance. Just send it to us, and we'll send it to the right place so that it goes back to the library and they add the missing file. Okay. Could you please just uh, say that email address again to send the information to? NLSdownload at loc.gov. Got it. Thanks very be much. Sure to, be sure to give us the, the book number the and book the number. title. Sure. sure. Okay, I've got a couple. Thank you. The other Brian Charlson is next. 
Hi there. I was curious, uh, Karen and Judy for that matter, uh, we're going to be losing Karen and uh, so naturally government running a little slow on things, um, using COVID these days as an explanation, but it's just the latest explanation at the slowness of government to act. Um, who might be the interim director? Is there a second in charge who will be stepping into that role, assuming somebody hasn't been selected for that role prior to your departure? Um, and the second question, are there any other major staff changes that are going to happen in the wake of your leaving? Well, as to whether as an interim director, they have that decision has not yet been made, whether it will be um, my deputy or whether they will appoint someone very likely it'll be my deputy the the search process will be closing um probably at the end of march so there is likely to be two or three months of of uh time spent in it but it's not going to be a year like it was the last time so um that would be a good thing and as to whether there are other any ma other major staff changes at nls um there are some imminent staff changes or some that have been rumored by certain persons, but nothing definite. Larry Lumpkin. Hi, Larry. And we wish uh, you the best for your retirement, uh, Susan and I. We've been longtime patrons, and uh, I've, been I've been retired for 15 years and I have enjoyed it, and I think you'll enjoy it, too. Uh, I no, use thank yeah, thank you. I use Bard uh, Express on the computer to do a lot of my interacting with the the, the system, getting books. Uh, am I to assume mm -hmm. that that uh, you know logging in that uh, Bard logs in when I get on? And if I if I get a book from the Bard Express, that I have satisfied the requirement for the six month. I would assume the answer is yes, Judy. Would you agree? Yes, definitely. All right. Well, we wish you the best, and thank you so much. Well, thank you. And, and our last question. Actually, I, I miscounted. There were two questions. Abraham, All right, two more. If, and then that's the end. No, nobody else raise your hand, please. Ibrahim, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was just joking about that. Ibrahim, if you want to unmute again, please. Okay, yeah, just a quick question about um, Bard Mobile, the iPhone app. Um, I don't know, maybe it might be the same thing on Android. Uh, I was wondering maybe in, in the next update if there was a way, like once you start downloading a book, if you could leave it um, downloading the background and go use other apps. Because when I tried to do that in the past, it, um, it freezes the download, tells me I have to start the download again. So this is suggesting. We will certainly can look into that. Okay. Thank and thank you for your service, Karen. Thank you, Judy. You're keeping a list, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. You've got your 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 the people. The what what is you had a wonderful phrase. The not we wish or it was a, we'll look into it. Kinds of questions. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> And, okay. our, and our last call is from area code 414, ending in 878. Good evening. This is Alice Massa, and I'm not certain if this will help out with the question about DBC books, but my Wisconsin Talking Book and Braille Library suggested to me that on the homepage that I checked that I want books other than those from the NLS collection. When I did that, I was able to download the DBC books. And thank you so much. Yes, that's absolutely right. That we give you the choice of having of seeing them or not seeing them. So if you check or uncheck that box, you'll get a different result. Thank you, Alice. Well, Karen, this is a sad moment because Damn, it's been a great nine years with you, and uh, you've been so much fun and, and just given us such a wonderful experience of what having a, a librarian should be. And uh, 
So thank you. And this and is Ryan. I would like to echo the same thing, Karen. Um, of course, I have this double connection with you. We've sat at a number of tables over the years, whether it's the NLS Library Awards or or uh, an American Library Association meeting or whatever. And it's always been a pleasure to work with you and knowing that while you may be the head of NLS, you never forget that you're also, and primarily, you wake up every morning a consumer and you fall asleep every night a consumer and have always kept that forward in, in your activities. Very, very much appreciated. Karen, this is well, Ralph Smith, a man. Great job for us. Thank you. And these are our, all three hosts now have uh, chimed in, and we want to thank everybody. Terry, do you know at the point, at, can you tell us about how many people we may have had at the time I on the line? At, can you? I, I know at one point we had at least 67. Yeah, I saw 67 that's and wonderful. 33 on the stream. And to, Oh, that's, that's a, an even hundred. <laughs> that's that's well, wonderful. Right. Well, thank you again and, to everybody I, who I, called in and everybody who was a patient and uh, to everybody who listened on the TV. And thank you, Deb, for uh, making that happen for us. Oh, you're welcome. And, and, and may I just, and could I just wish Karen go well? Go ahead, Terry. Um, I just yeah. like to take a minute and wish Karen well. I'm very jealous of her retirement. I'm hoping <laughs> to do it within the next year or two. But um, what I do know is that I can't imagine the person that's going to have the big enough shoes to fill of that you're leaving behind. Yep. Yeah. I, um, Karen, I, I'm Debbie Hazelton. We've never met, but I'd like to just say that, um, wow, what a credit to the library you have been. I love your commitment to Braille and you and Judy Dixon I mean with what you both have brought I just I always think when I think of Bard and and what was web Braille originally I think of Judy but now when I think of all the Braille that's happening I I think of you and and just uh, I'm proud of you for listening to yourself and moving on when you need to but you will be missed so thank you for all you've done absolutely I remember back, oh, around 2001 or something, um, a prior director said that the average, braille, the average blind person reads two books a year. Well, I wasn't a great book reader at that time, but right now I average eight books a week on NLS. <laughs> and yeah. I just think that all, this, all of the improvements that have taken place are just phenomenal under your leadership. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, everybody would like to, to have time, I know, and, and some of us who've been able to not have to worry about getting the mic have, have definitely had our chance. So thank you, everyone, for participating, and we'll see you 